Welcome to 30, your favorite place to be with Kay and Cherie. Discussions about life after 30, kids, and coping with life. Laugh to your belly hurts with no filters, and you guys know how it is. Zero fucks. Good morning, everyone. Today's December 17th, a week away from Christmas. I am not ready yet. Today we're chatting about turning your pain into power. I know so many of us can relate to this topic, and with the new year coming, it's time to make those New Year's resolutions, and it all begins with us. Our mind frame, how we think, how we process things, how we make the best of life decisions that we're given. I know for me, I definitely have let some of the things in my life keep me from my passion. A lot of you know I'm a photographer, but before that, and still to this day, my first love has always been music. I've played the piano since I was a little girl, and I sing. How many times do you think when people said to me growing up, what do you want to be when you grow up? I actually support, uh, (laughs) sorry guys, actually supported me when I said I wanted to be a singer. Uh, It wasn't many. It was always, well, that's nice, but you should have a second option that's more realistic. I may have ended up leaving the passion because of those reasons, but it also taught me a lesson. Now having children on my own, I don't care if my son says he wants to be an astronaut. Go be an astronaut and don't let anybody tell you that your dreams aren't big enough because if your dreams don't scare you, honestly, they're not big enough. What do you think, Sheree? Definitely. If your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. Um, As a child, I had a lot of people tell me that my dreams were unrealistic. And as a child, sometimes you do have dreams that are unrealistic. But that's okay. Because you're a child and you're allowed to have those dreams. Um, You can't let anybody deter you from your dreams. When I was younger, I sang in the choir. I played clarinet. I was a gymnast and I went to keep doing all those things, but I guess I let people get into my head too. The way I see it is if you're a kid and you have dreams, at the end of the day, they're a kid, let them just dream whatever. I don't care if it's like, I want to have wings and be an angel. (laughs) Tell them they can do it. it. Let them do it. (laughs) At some point, they're going to come to the realization that it's not realistic on their own rather than you (laughs) telling them that's unrealistic. (laughs) No, I think it's fun to watch your child uh, have a big imagination. And yeah, My child has a huge imagination, and I always have too. And the things she comes up with, like, it amazes me. Yeah. <laughs> the things and the thing that... too is, like, it changes all the time as they grow. So it's like, just let them have those dreams. Like, when my son was four, he wanted to be a ballerina. Yeah, let them live in the moment. Yeah, like, now he's nine, and, I mean... I wish I kind of wish he'd have more of a realistic dream, like being a ballerina, because now he's like, I want to be a YouTuber. <laughs> well, that's like, can we go back to when you're four? Do you want to be a ballerina? <laughs> he can't be a ballerina YouTuber. <laughs> there's, I'm sure there's viewers that would like to see that. <laughs> it was funny because I was actually, I'd watch it. <laughs> there's a YouTuber that's right now, and he's a baller. He does ballet and. They're like really funny videos. I was watching them this morning in bed before I got up, and he like just randomly does ballet walking down the street and like has a guy videotape <laughs> yes. him and people are randomly like don't know what to do with them because I'll just walk down the street and then break out and dance and just keep going. <laughs> and he's talking on his phone and he's like doing ballet on the escalator going up the stairs in a mall. I love. I haven't seen this guy, but I love that. <laughs> like I see so many of these videos, but I don't ever see it in real life. Like I need to see these. There's like oh, I can of, demonstrate uh, it in real life if you want. have you seen the Grinch one. <laughs> No. <laughs> There's a guy who's literally dressed up as the Grinch. He has the whole face makeup, everything. He looks like the Grinch, and he's really good at mimicking how the Grinch talks. And he just walks around the town doing it to people and, like, grabs stuff out of their hands and, like, throws boxes. And, like, when someone's watching them shooting a present, he'll slap it out of their hand and just say, like, some stupid shit. That would make my day. That would make my year so much better. I want someone to do that to me. <laughs> so I was, like, saying about what my dreams are. Like, did you have anything that was, like, 
Like, what was your dream when you were a kid? What did you want to be? I wanted to sing, and that's all I wanted to do was sing and be a gymnast. But I got too many. I had uh, ended up having too many injuries as a gymnast. But singing was always my passion. Yeah, I it was still the same sing. With me. But I thought it was really hard because I didn't feel like I had the support. And I you see, so I definitely many, didn't have the support. Yeah, and like you see, so many artists from Canada that do make it big, like Drake, Keisha Shante, and stuff like that. So like that was kind of for me. Keisha Shante was like a really big one. I always used to like listen to her stuff, and I was like, well, she's from Canada because people <laughs> always say like, oh, you're a girl from Nova Scotia. Nobody from here ever makes it big. So like, be real, more, more realistic, have a backup plan. Yeah. That was all That's I what heard, everybody so. always says about yes. everything. The, the, it's usually adults that have had their dreams crushed, and <laughs> they don't they don't have any more of that. Yeah. They don't their imagination's gone. <laughs> yeah, they don't have any more dreams. Or I think hopes. that was like the worst they thing. They lost it. Up. Like I didn't want to tell people what I wanted to do because I felt like the second I told them it was like a laugh in my face and like, oh, well, what do you really want to do or what else do you want to do? Because that's probably never going to happen. Sometimes it's just sort of jealousy too. Because some people are really just jealous that they don't have the guts to do what they want it to do. Yeah. Or they never did it, so they are like, oh, well, you know, if I couldn't accomplish it or do my own thing, you're definitely not going to be able to do it. Yeah. And that's their mindset, and it, it sadly, usually it doesn't change. And yeah, it doesn't like get better. As, <laughs> yeah, even as an adult, like... People automatically assume that because I'm a photographer that that's what I always wanted to do and that was my dream. And I'm like, no, I had nothing. Like, that was something that I didn't even have a thought of until after I became a mom. Mm -hmm. It was music always until I had kids. And then when I had my son, I fell in love taking pictures of him and everybody was just always complimenting the pictures I took. And then it just kind of went from there of me being really passionate about it and wanting to do something with it. But even when I did that, people were like, oh, be realistic. Like, there's not very many photographers that actually make it big because... My dream with photography isn't to just stay here and do it. Like, I want to do album covers. I want to go to the States and, like, work for different celebrities, do magazines. Like, that's what I want to do with my photography. So, instantly, people are like, oh, be realistic. You're probably just going to be But those are the people portraits. that you just keep distant. I mean, if they're family members and you have to see them now and then, that's fine. Yeah. But as soon as their negativity starts, just walk away. Yeah, exactly. Or be silent. Exactly. <laughs> like, sometimes you do have to tolerate a few people in your life. But I'm getting to the point where I don't want to really tolerate any of it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, the point where it's really kind of draining. But it, it teaches you lessons, too, because, like, now being a parent, it teaches you how to better support your own kids. Or for yeah. me, it does anyways. Like, Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll never talk to my child that way. No. Like, ever. whatever my son wants to do or my daughter wants to do, I'm 100% like, do it. Yeah. Or, and if they don't do it, it's going to be like, why aren't you doing it? This is what you said you want to do, so what can we do to make those steps to make it happen? Yeah. Rather than being like, oh, that was just a childhood, whatever. Like if Try it. Yeah, try it out. See how you feel about yeah. it. What can you do to get there? Instead of being like, oh, you're never going to make it. Or just criticizing them about it. Like Putting give kids them the down is do the it. worst thing you can do to them. Making them feel less than or that their dreams are silly or anything like that. People don't realize like, the things you do as children are what make you into an adult when you become an adult. Yeah. So, like, when you're crushing their dreams at five and six, like, how, what are they going to be like when they're older and they have dreams and want to do things? They're automatically going to have that mind frame of negativity because you've always put that in them. They're going to have it in the back of their head that they're going to fail. Yeah, exactly. So, why try? Exactly. Why try when I'm going to fail? Because I was already told my whole life I was going to fail, so I'm going to fail. Yeah. So, then they just don't try. 
And then they end up being one of those cranky old people that, <laughs> that go around crushing other people's dreams. <laughs> yeah. And I find with that, like, um, a lot of that ties into bullying as well. And that oh, was something yeah. that I know we said we were going to touch base on today. Um, so, I mean, I really think that a lot of that with making positive into, or sorry, negative into positive really can tie in well with bullying as well. Because us teaching our children to be positive <laughs> and how to handle things in life, that's going to be a huge thing when they go to school. Yeah. Like, my son's in school now, my daughter's not, but me being positive and teaching her those things is going to help her not just when it comes to her dreams, but everyday things like dealing with people and dealing with negativity, because no matter where you go, you're going to get negativity. Oh, yeah. You'll get negativity from somebody, but your reaction is everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know that you said you had dealt with bullying as a kid. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, Lots of bullying. But I handled it well because I was... uh, funny (laughs) and I was also tough I just had thick skin and I that's how I would just handle it yeah because I got bullied a lot for like by family members as well so it wasn't just kids like I mean I fit in a lot with a lot of kids because I played sports and that so I always had a group of friends but I did, I think almost every kid deals with some form of bullying. Yeah, I, I had it really hard for me because I was really sensitive. Yeah. So, there was, and I mean, when there's certain things that you're <laughs> really sensitive about, it makes it a lot harder. Oh, definitely. Um, like, for me, I, I didn't have nice teeth. I always had, like, really crooked teeth. I had an overbite. I had an underbite. I had teeth that were in my gums above my other teeth. Mm-hmm. So, my mom ended up fixing it. Like, I had braces and you name it, I had it. But when I was younger, like, people would torment me and, like, call me Mr. Ed. And then even when I got braces, I got tormented for wearing braces. So that was something that was really hard for me. Because, like, other things, like, oh, your mom made you wear those ugly pants to school. was like, okay, I can go home and take them off. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, no, actually, I picked them and I like them. Yeah, but, like, (laughs) when you have messed up teeth, that's not something that's going to change tomorrow. So it was, like, years of dealing with, like, being made fun of because I had crooked teeth and an underbite and an overbite and everything else. I and those two, like, Fred Beaver teeth, and they were turned in, and it was really bad. So, like, I would not smile, and it made me feel really, like, cautious about myself. Yeah. I got made fun of for having big boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Later did they know. <laughs> I know. And I really, I hated it. I hated it so much. Like, I was like, I can't help it. <laughs> it's the worst when you get made fun of thing, for things you can't help. Yeah. And then, like, I, I hate it being having a big chest and then when I got older I loved it yeah (laughs) it didn't bother me once I got older when I was younger it bothered me but when I got older I was like oh this is great (laughs) yeah well I love it because you see so many even on tv they show like um like there was an episode on friends uh what's his name Brad Pitt where Brad Pitt was on it and he used to be fat and him and Rachel hated each other and it was like the whole thing of like <laughs> now he's sexy and hot and whatever and it that's so true in life because it was like for me the guys that used to pick on me when I was in high school or not even high school like junior high and be like oh she's ugly she has fucked up teeth or whatever and then later when you run into them as an adult they're like damn okay like can I get a date and I'm like no <laughs> usually when guys pick on you it's because they like you and that's true like I don't care what anybody says like oh we like we put this on young boys and they think it's okay so they think it's the way they're supposed to be no it's 
it's kind of true. <laughs> like, it goes as girls as well. If a girl's picking on a boy or vice versa, yeah. usually it's because they like them. <laughs> but I used to be a tomboy, so when I was, a like, a tomboy in a dress. So, like, guys that I was friends with, the older I got, the less we hung out, the less we were friends. And come to find out, there would be a few of them that had a crush on me that I yeah. had no idea about because they were just my friends. Yeah. They weren't boyfriend material <laughs> in any way. They were my <laughs> friends. <laughs> yeah, I dealt with a lot of bullying as a kid. Um, but it's crazy because people think that you only deal with bullying when you're a kid, but there's still so many forms of bullying, <laughs> even as an adult. Adults try to bully other adults all the time, and I'm the worst person for them to do it to <laughs> when another adult tries to bully me. it's It never ends well. Well, it's disgusting, <laughs> too, because there's, like, actual websites that are out now where you can publicly... Shame somebody. Shame someone and bully them, and I'm like... That's bad karma. It is. To do that, if you do that to somebody, you're getting it back tenfold. Oh, yeah, like, like I've whatever seen you it. Do. I've seen people I know on it, and it's just like... All you're, like <laughs> So people are like, ha ha, and it's a, it's a big joke to them. I'm like, how is that funny? Like, and it, the thing That's is, I terrible. take, yeah, and like, I take suicide so seriously. I know people have committed suicide, so I'm just like, you have no idea what someone's dealing with in their life, and then when you're doing stuff like publicly shaming them, putting them on blast on the internet, yeah, it's terrible. what you're adding to that person's life, and like, it's, it's crazy. I don't understand how anyone thinks that that stuff is okay or Some funny people think it's funny. Some yeah, people like, think it's funny, and some people, they love it. They love shaming people. They love trying to... It makes them feel better because there's not much substance to them. There's not... Yeah. They don't, they don't really have anything to feel good about in their life, so they put other people down. They're really, they're really weak people. They're sad people. And they usually have nothing going for them. And they usually really, really don't like themselves, whether it be because they didn't follow their dreams or their goals, they just don't like who they are, so they want to make other people that they see, they can clearly see that they're, like, you know, life's not perfect, but they enjoy life, so they want to knock them off that. They want them to be miserable just like them. Misery loves company. Like, loves it. So I guess our point would be, like, how, in your way, do you think, how do you turn that pain into power? Use it as fuel. Yeah. All the hate, all the shaming, use it as fuel, and you just make yourself better, and then you're winning. Yeah, exactly. Like, for me, um, when I ran for the title of Miss Nova Scotia last year, that was, like, a really big thing for me, because I was in my glories at that time, and I was like, I've never done this before, it's something new, but I actually fell in love with it and got really excited about it, but I got tortured through it. Like, the whole six months that I was preparing to run... I got bullied. I got stuff written online about me. I had people posting stuff on Instagram about me. And some of them were like people that I was related to. Because my own people family. hate to see somebody else shine. It's terrible. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? I'm trying to do something good for myself and for my kids. And like, I started speaking at schools. And that was the whole reason that I wanted to run was because you can't just go to a school and be like, hey, I want to talk to your classroom. <laughs> like, <laughs> For what? Who are you? But if you have a title, it makes it a lot easier because people are going to open the doors and let you come speak at events and different things like that. And that's what I've always wanted to do is speak to people. 
Mm-hmm. So I figured if I was able to win that title and get the crown, then it makes it easier for me to go and talk Definitely at is. schools and whatever. And that's what I told you. I was like, get ready for people to start hating you. Yeah, and it was horrible because like, I even <laughs> I don't had... think you believe me, but as soon as you're doing something that they see you being happy and enjoying, get ready for people to start yeah, and hating I didn't realize... you, for people to just cut their eyes at you for no reason, Yeah, for people just to say, oh, like, I don't like her. Why? Yeah, I like, oh, just because I don't like her, because she's ha- basically because you're happy, yeah, and because you're ignoring their drama and you're like repelling it. People yeah. hate that. But I even got like phone calls. Like when my first newspaper article came out, I got phone calls like being harassed. I got threatened that I was going to get my face beaten. It was crazy. Like oh, I got a lot crazy. of. It, and it got to the point at one point, because you are human at the end of the day. It drain. Well, it can get draining. It got draining. I almost dropped out of the pageant because I just got to the point where I was crying every day. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I really thought about it. And I called my best friend. And I was like, I'm done. I can't do this. And she's yeah. like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm done. I'm dropping out. She's like, that's what they want. That's what they want. You're giving them exactly what they, they want. They want, want you to, to drop defeat out. you. And all that crying and all that pain and stuff, because it can be draining. And it's okay to cry because it makes you feel better. But turn those tears into fuel. That light the yeah. fire. But I mean, I'm really happy that I had someone to talk to because I think if I wouldn't have, I actually would have dropped it. Yeah. And that no, would have been I remember telling you, don't do it. Yeah, and like that would have don't been a huge blessing that I would have lost because I ended up taking Listening that crown home. to people <laughs> that don't even love themselves. Yeah, exactly. You don't take advice from people who don't love themselves. That's a big thing that I live by. If you don't live your life the way you want to live your life and you don't love yourself at all, yeah. and you don't have pride in yourself, you don't have responsibilities, you don't take care of the things that you say you love, saying it and doing it are two different things. I don't really associate with those type of people anymore. I don't because yeah. I can't because they're going nowhere. They'll be stuck in the same spot in 10 years from now. They'll be in this either the exact same spot or worse. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I think that was a huge eye-opener for me, too, of realizing who your friends are. Because once you're doing something that is against, I guess, the a lot of the things that your friends are doing. Like, when you're different than the rest of the circle you hang with, I guess. Oh, yeah. I so, was always the oddball. Yeah. <laughs> I take like, pride in it, though. <laughs> a lot of my friends, it was like, you're running for what? And it was like, ha-ha. It was a laugh thing for them. Like, they made fun of me. Yeah. And then it was like... Even as an adult, you're still learning life lessons of who your friends are. It's not just when you're in high oh, school. Oh, no, no, like, no. <laughs> at the time I was running, I was, when no. I was 28. So it was like realizing who my own friends were, even at a late point in my life of realizing a lot of the company that I had still and were not my friends. that's what is really hurtful because it's like, it's sad because you invested so much time and energy into yeah. those people. And then you're like, wow, you, you've really been rooting for me to fail this entire time. Yeah. And I've just loved our friendship. Yeah. And it like makes even you feel now, stupid. Yeah, like even now at 30, I'm, I'm still learning that lesson. Oh, yeah, I still, every, like, all the time. My circle is so small, there's barely anybody I hang out with, and no, I, there's I still it. the odd person that I'll reconnect with or hang out with, and then I'm like, wow, that person really was just, like, rooting for me to fail. <laughs> <laughs> the best is when they, like, I mean, if you're gonna, if you don't like somebody, like, say it to their face, that's the best thing to do. Yeah. And when someone tells you they're jealous of you, believe them the first time. Oh, because yeah. Because they're not lying. Yeah. <laughs> they are not lying at all. Like, if and someone says they're quote, jealous, like, someone shows believe you them. Or believe them. Yes, believe them the first time. Because they will keep letting you know who you, who they are. And yeah. it's your choice whether you keep letting them back in or not. Like, I've had I've had girls just come up to my face and tell me they hate me. And I don't even know them. Oh, wow. Like, when I was bodybuilding, I had a girl look at me and say, I hate you. 
like, I don't, and I didn't even know the girl, like, at all. Oh, Jesus. I just, she just hated me. I don't know if it was my bikini or what it was. Didn't like the color. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny because. It just, it makes me laugh because I'm not a person that really cares. I'm like, oh, great. You hate me? Well, there's like a group. Yeah. I think there's Take a group. Take a seat in line with the rest of the I think there's a group me. on social media. If you want to join, I can give you the email, like the link to it. Like, Take a I number don't, from this little ballot. Care. Sit in line with everybody else. <laughs> it was funny because I went, um, I went to church yesterday and uh, my pastor was actually talking about like the friends we keep. And how you can't hang out with people that are completely different than you because they're just going to drag you in. And, you know, like, my mom always told me growing up, like, pigeons don't hang out with seagulls. Seagulls don't hang out with pigeons. She's like, you hang out. You are who you keep. If you hang with dogs, you get fleas. Yeah. So, like, the company you keep, that's who you are. That is a big part of who you are. If you're hanging out with people that are shady, you're just as shady because you hang with them. (laughs) And you know what? Sometimes, though, sometimes that person isn't (laughs) shady at all. They're just hanging with the wrong people that they think are their friends. Yeah. And they need to, yeah, they need to wake up and be like, okay, I need to separate myself from these people. I've hung out with people like that. And then I would have people asking me, oh, but don't you do that kind of stuff because they're into it? No, man, they're just my friend. Yeah. (laughs) They, they're all about that life. Not me. Yeah. It was funny (laughs) because one of the things he said, and it really was like it hit home for me was he said, cockroaches always hang out in the dark. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I'm like, where is he going with this? He's like, cockroaches always hang out in the dark. He's like, but when you turn the light on, what do they do? They run. They scatter. <laughs> they hiss. They scatter. Yeah, Ew. they scatter. So I was like, huh. And it just made me think. And it was like, even going through, like recently going through different things with my own friends and realizing who my friends were. And it was like, that is so true. It is true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's... I don't think you ever get to a point in life where you just have friends and don't have that. Like, my mom's in her 50s, and I've seen her still go through parts where she has a friend that she's really close to, and then she realizes that person's not her friend, and I mean, she's in her freaking 50s. I think it's something that never ends. It's just learning. It's sad. It's it is. really, really sad. That's why when you find people that are solid, you just don't let them go. Yeah, you gotta find just, people that are, like, can't. genuine, and yeah. I'm really big on being humble. And honest. Yeah. Like, uh, sometimes I can be brutally honest and that bothers people and makes them uncomfortable sometimes. And I can see it. Like, I can see they're like, like them just like, be like, did you just say that? I definitely did because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go home and take that with me and be yeah. like, I should have said it. I should have said, said it. I should have said it. I should have said it. Yeah. I and then I'll be like dwelling friends. on it. <laughs> I should have said it. And then it'll bother me. And then it'll come out the wrong, like the, it'll come out even worse. Yeah. When I do finally say it or speak on something. So I'm really big on having blunt friends. Like I would rather have a really brutally blunt friend than have somebody that sugarcoats things to make me feel better. There's tests you can do. Like get ready to go out to dinner or something and like stick something to your face or on your teeth. Yeah. And like talk to them. If they don't tell you. Oh, yeah, I see it. Like, that you I'm... have something on your face <laughs> or that you're like, you know, your your nipples hanging out or something. <laughs> they don't tell you these things. They're not your friends. They're looking at it. They think it's funny and they want everybody else to laugh at you. Yeah. Like, the way, like, I've actually had it happen and I'm like, <laughs> I get mad afterwards because I'll see like a picture of me from an event <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I can't see myself from behind. Like, those pants look horrible on me. And then I'm like, I gotta call my friend because you took that picture and you see my ass and you were trying to tell me how horrible I was. You didn't say I'm anything. Like, 
I send them the picture and I'm like, so, so you see this picture, right? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, you took that. And they're like, okay, what's your point? I'm like, do you and I not both see the same? And then when I say it, I'm like, oh, well, I didn't want to say anything. No, bitch, you're supposed to tell me don't leave the house in those pants. <laughs> I see pictures of like, just like, if you see pictures of girls, I'll just like for an example, you see pictures of girls and it's like, oh, this is my BFF for life. And like one looks really great and the other one got a jacked up outfit on. And no one, and her friend didn't say anything. That's not your friend. <laughs> you guys are not BFF yes. because she should have told you to change before exactly. you went out. <laughs> exactly. I think there was actually a time me and you did that the night that we were we had a mom's night, and I had something on. You were like, "I'm not going with you." <laughs> And you were straight up not and I was like, does it look bad? And you were like, I swear to God, I will pretend I don't know you. And I was like, okay, I'm going to I'm change. like, you can wear that, but just saying. <laughs> I, like, I just appreciate honesty. I do appreciate it. Like, and there's those things, like, even, like, just, like, for an outfit, for say, like, if your friend gives you their honest opinions as they don't like it and you still do, well, then you know the, how they feel about it and you don't care and you wear it. Yeah. But, I mean, at least they told you, and they didn't wake up or, like, call somebody the next day and be like, oh, my God, did you see what she wore? I actually <laughs> did you see? That. Did you see what she looked like the other night? Like, I don't want to say anything, but... <laughs> but even when you don't... Excuse me. Even when you do wear it and you know, like, your friends told you they don't like it, it looks bad, and you still wear it, I hate when friends still talk on their back and be like... Talking to everybody else, I'm like, oh yeah, we told her not to wear it. I'm like, how are you her friend though? You're still talking to her behind her back. I'll say it right to your face and be like, you looked horrible last night. I'm not even gonna lie to you. That did not see you. <laughs> yeah. It's like that color, it's just not you. <laughs> I'm not an asshole about it, but it's just, I'm honest, especially if you ask me. Yeah. Like, don't ask me if you don't want I to be want honest. To know. I'm be honest. I want to know because, like, why wouldn't you want to know if you're, like, <laughs> messed up looking? Well, it's just, like the same thing with guys. They'll do the same thing. Do you think he's cute? No, he's ugly. But then they'll still go get his phone number, and I'm like, yeah, his phone number. <laughs> oh, he's you. got a great personality. <laughs> Not that looks great. Personality is great. He's a good guy. Go for it. If you if you're talking about visual, <laughs> visually, no. <laughs> but that's just that's your opinion, and everyone's entitled to their opinion. Oh, absolutely. And there's so many sensitive things that people get mad about people saying, and I don't. I honestly, I don't care. Like, and I do refrain from saying certain things on social media because I know somebody's going to pick a fight with me and it's going to end up bad. Yeah. Because I stick to what I believe in. And if you're offended by something, then maybe you should just not respond or leave. Yeah. Take me off your social media if it bothers you that bad. Like, I don't... I'm very much, um, I would say opinionated, but... I have my opinion and I stick to it. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to... And everyone's to, entitled to that. And yeah, and I'm not afraid to say what I need to say. And if I believe in something, 100% I'm going to stand for your, it. Defend what you believe in. Yeah, and like I've literally had people write the nastiest things because of something I believe in or something I think is wrong or mean. And I'll voice my opinion and say like, you guys are always saying this, but this is such such a thing. Like, you don't talk about this shit. You don't say that or whatever. I'll yeah. talk about like real friends or whatever. And you always get somebody to like starts doing it but you know it's because that person's butthurt because there's someone who does it yeah <laughs> it's like oh i do that so let me criticize her because i'm mad because now i feel like she's calling me out <laughs> oh seriously you can't say anything anymore like there's nothing that you can say that somebody's not going to get offended by yeah and it's the generation that gets offended by it that eats tide pods but you know right like I and bath salts <laughs> i don't know it doesn't look appetizing to me 
I don't know. And bath salts? Do like where what? Ugh. <clears throat> where do you where does that even come to? What do you do with those? Do you eat them? I don't even want to know. Inject them, sniff them. I feel lick like them. I feel like <laughs> the, we're like <clears throat> the more years that go on, we're getting dumber. Oh, definitely dumber. We're getting dumbed. <laughs> dumbed up. Dumbed down. Dumbed up. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I walk around and I just, like, I see, I mean, it's with age and every generation probably feels this way as they get older, but people don't even interact with people anymore. Like, you see people just walking down the street with their head down on their phone. Yeah. You see people sitting across from each other, not talking to each other, but they're looking at their phone and probably texting each other. No. Not opening their mouths. Like, I don't get that. I don't even understand that because, like, how do you... We're talking about t- taking your pain and fuel, like using that as fuel. If you're gonna do things in your life, how are you ever gonna be a people person or work through things in your life if you don't even know how to work with people? Because you don't know how to socialize. You don't even know how to handle yourself. Yeah, like all you do is sit on your phone, and it's a huge issue now. Like I find that's what everyone's doing. And like, you know, your problems. If you want to talk about problems on social media, don't be offended by what somebody says. Yeah. Like, if you want to put your business out there, don't... Be prepared. Be prepared for somebody to be raw with you. Yeah, the thing is, you have to learn how to take that and fuel it for yourself. Yeah. Because people are going to have an opinion. You can't get all butthurt over it and be upset. And, oh, so-and-so said this. Well, you put that out there. You put it out there. And not everyone's going to agree with it. So you have to be able to fuel from that and be able to, like, okay, you know what? That's their opinion or whatever. And use it rather than And question yourself. Be like, well, maybe I shouldn't have put all that out there. If I didn't want to hear this response... If I didn't want to know what somebody else thought, maybe I shouldn't have put it out there. But really, but as soon as you put it out there, yeah. and like get some thicker skin. But if you're going to tell everybody all your business of your personal life on social media, honest to God, sometimes it's too easy. I yeah. look at things and I laugh and I'm like, man, like I want to say something, but I can't even because that, it's too easy yeah. to make fun of or it's just but too But not like, even that, even like everyday things, like for me when I started photography, I know I wasn't that great, but I thought I was doing really good because it was something different for me. Yeah. It was something new that was I was a learning challenge how to do. So I, yeah, so I had to learn how to take constructive criticism. Yeah. Because when I first started posting pictures, and I'm like, oh, I'm so excited, look at this edit I did, then someone's like, oh yeah, the original is better. And it was like, thanks. But I had to learn how to like take the constructive criticism of people saying like, well, you sharpen the eyes too much and it makes them look like a porcelain doll and you're airbrushing too heavy. And rather yeah. than getting upset and in my feelings about it, I had to say like, okay, let's using that and fueling it to do better and learning how to properly yeah. do it rather than getting upset or backing away from it and being like, oh, well, fuck it, I'm not going to do it because everyone's criticizing me. And there's nice ways you can tell people to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's That's nice true. ways you can be like, you can tell someone to fuck off without saying fuck off. <laughs> I mean, fuck off is more effective, but you can say it nicely. And trust me, they will get that big fuck you inside yeah. they will feel that oh, yeah. they were told to fuck off <laughs> yeah, well, it's like thank you i was posting the photo because i'm posting a photo i wasn't asking for criticism yeah but at so, the end of the day like fuck off there's like <laughs> someone's always going to give it because there's always that person that feels oh, yeah. the need to say something <laughs> there's always that person that talks too much yeah <laughs> and but likes it, to it tell everybody what, what to do or what they should be doing or like i said too much info about their personal life yeah absolutely uh, so, like we do every week, uh, for the last, what was it, two or three weeks, I think, 
We've been playing games with you guys just so you guys can kind of get to better laugh with us, get to know us a little bit better. So this week we're playing Big Fat Liar. So you write down four things and one of them has to be a lie and me and Cherie have to figure out the lie for each other. So Cherie's going to go first. Okay, so my favorite color is purple. I love raisins. I have 300 pairs of shoes. I have three cats. You love raisins? That, that is a lie. That's a lie? <laughs> Damn, I got that good. <laughs> I hate raisins. I was raisins. thinking, I'm like, okay, I know she likes purple. <laughs> I know you have three cats. <laughs> and I'm a shoe addict. Yeah, I did. I, that was questioning that, because I'm like, I know she has a lot of shoes, but I don't know if but she has 300. But it's 300. I'm like, damn, I don't know if she got that many. <laughs> like, no, let's go with <laughs> Okay, so my four are, I have really big feet. It runs in my family. I'm terrified of clowns. My natural hair color is brown with blonde highlights, and I love country music. She's thinking, she's thinking. Say that again. Okay. I love country music. Mm -hmm. I'm terrified of clowns. My natural hair color is brown with blonde highlights. No. And the other one is I have really big feet. It runs in my family. But you don't have big feet. I do have big feet. But you don't. I do. I'm looking at them. No, I have big feet. And it does run to my family. <laughs> my mom wears a men's size 11. Damn. Yeah, I wear a size 10. I got big That's feet. not that big. It's big when you got, big. you know, I got small legs and then my feet just kind of shoot out. <laughs> I never noticed. So my lie was, I'm terrified of clowns. That's what I said. Did you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> my bad. I got it. So there. Oh, you did get it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember you ever having a phobia of clowns because no, I think I, don't. I probably I'm actually brought terif- over a clown. Yeah, no, my phobia, like the thing I'm terrified of is, is sharks. Oh, yeah, me too. Like, sharks? definitely terrified. Like, mm-hmm. even a picture, I freak out. Like, I do love Shark Week because I love a good scare. No, no, But they're no. on the TV. No. <laughs> I can't do sharks But if whatsoever. I see one in the water, I'd probably just give up. I, I don't even think I'd be able attack. to swim away. No, I think I, just, I would just... I'd just, just drop. He's getting a free meal. <laughs> He got a free meal because I'm not even going to fight him. I'm just going to be like, fuck it, you won. (laughs) R.I.P., you won. (laughs) So with going on about the topic we were discussing today with fueling your pain, um, so turning your pain into power, we just kind of want to touch a little bit on relationships. We're not going to stay in that too long because we've already gotten to 30 minutes. We don't want to take up your guys' time. But uh, yeah, so we just want to touch about, you know, being better or being broken because a lot of the time when we get out of a relationship... We kind of carry that baggage into our next relationship and it just kind of keeps going with us. It's just baggage that we keep carrying on. So it's kind of like, do you be broken from that or do you, you kind stop of... stop and work on yourself before you bring it into somebody else's life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But a lot of time, even with your friends, not even with another relationship, people just carry that baggage of like, they don't trust people anymore. They don't this, they don't that. Like, they're just broken people and they don't really heal from it. And then they just carry it on even in their friendships. Their friendships, relationships with anybody. They just, like, become paranoid and think that everybody has a problem with them and stuff. Yeah, and it's, like, the Hard second... Hard to deal with people with, like that. Oh, absolutely. And it's, like, the second that they have those trust issues that are... Oh, excuse me, that are built up there. It's, like, they don't trust anybody. Even yeah. friends. It's, like, the second someone gets close to them, it's, like, they automatically push people away because, well, so-and-so hurt me in the past. It's, like, okay, but what does that have to do with now? How are you ever going to get to the other side if every person that gets close to you, you push them away? They, some people just don't know how to get past that and 
Yeah. They don't know how to move on. Yeah. They don't know how to grow. They don't know how to fix themselves or get help to fix themselves. No. For me, like, I've always been a really firm believer. Like, everything happens for a reason. But it's To a certain point. Yeah. But it's, like, at the same time, it's, like, it's all a lesson. Like, you've got to take that lesson that you learned and then apply it to your life and keep going. Yeah, you have your choices of what roads you want to go down. Yeah. But it's, like, you can't take that pain and be, like, well, I'm never going to trust any guy again because every man has done me wrong. Every man has done this. It's, like... You're not the, maybe there is something that you need to fix in yourself, but also you can't, you can't make everybody else suffer. You can't put that on every person. Yeah, Yeah. you can't, every person you meet after that, you can't say, oh, men can't be trusted or men can't this, men can't that. It's kind of, you have to take that and like I said, like you have to apply it to both sides. Yes, you've been hurt. But is there also something maybe you're doing wrong that you need to fix yourself as well? A lot of the times if you're dating somebody who's terrible, like if you're dating the same type of toxic people... It's usually stems from something from yourself. Yeah. So you need to step back and say, well, why would I keep choosing the same type of person? There has to be something not wrong with you, but something that you have to work on and change. Yeah. But even when you finally get somebody that's different, a lot of people even don't know how to handle that because it's something different. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, Sometimes so it's like they're scared they, it's of what's like, different or the unknown. Yeah, so. it's like I've always been around people. Like for example, if they say, "Okay, I've always been with girls that have cheated on me or did me wrong or did this or did that," now here this girl is who deeply cares about me and is there and has my back. So let me push her away because obviously there's something wrong with her because yeah. she's treating me too nice and she cares about me too much. Yeah. So it's like people don't know how to take when they do have something good, they kind of push it away. They freak out. Yeah, they freak out. Um, so next week we're actually not going to be doing our podcast just because it is Christmas. So I know everyone's going to be busy. We're both going to be busy. So we're going to be taking a break next week, but the week after we have a guest speaker that's going to be coming on our show with us and he actually has his own podcast that he just started. Great guy. I'm not going to tell you too much about him because I'm going to let him tell you about himself. But, uh, yeah. So the week after next week, we'll be back with some great topics about men versus women. We're going to be talking about relationships. We've got lots of laughs for you guys. So stay tuned and we'll see you guys in two weeks. I hope you guys have a really good Christmas and uh, fill your bellies. Bye. Bye.